You're listening to Race Capital with Chelsea Higgs-Wise and Kat Maudlin-Jackson, where we interrogate racial narratives of our place, space, and time in Richmond, Virginia, the former capital of the Confederacy. Virginia's annual voting day, November 5th, is rapidly approaching, and this year, all 140 seats of the state, Senate, and House of Delegates are up for grabs. So we're bringing you this very special Race Capital Election Day minicast. Each episode is a short conversation with candidates of color running for state office in Virginia. Kat and I are getting their takes on racial dynamics in politics, and best of all, asking our favorite question, what's your privilege? Stay tuned. Okay, good morning. Today we have Ibrahim Samir. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. Thanks so much for being here. So you are running for the Virginia House of Delegates for the 86th District. And here at Race Capital, we interrogate racial narratives in the former capital of the Confederacy, but we are inviting candidates of color to really tell us and our listeners about their run through a racial equity lens. So tell us um, a little bit about your candidacy. Yeah, I have nobody running against me. I'm an incumbent. Um, I represent the 86th District uh, in Herndon, Virginia. And that's uh, just a spit away from the White House. Um, and uh, I focus heavily on public health. I mm-hmm. take the lens of public health uh, largely because I uh, am a doctor myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a doctor, I understand that there's a lot of things that get in the way of getting good health care uh, mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with just having um, uh, access uh, to health care. Uh, there are issues that lead to inaccess, uh, the direct access to healthcare, like having a poor education or having uh, a bad housing situation or not being able to pay for expenses uh, related to healthcare uh, mm-hmm. because of having a bad job, uh, uh, a low paying job for that matter, uh, or having to work several jobs. Uh, and taking time away from uh, your own uh, to take care of yourself, to be able to go to a doctor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Having not so great transportation means also gets in the way of one's ability to to get good health care because sometimes good hospitals are a little farther away to get to. Uh, Or that good doctor uh, that uh, your neighbor was talking about uh, has uh, a a big... uh, uh, a uh, uh, problem uh, with traffic around their place, and uh, you certainly can't spend that much time uh, going to that faraway location. Uh, so there are more and more things that relate. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. I think environment is one of those things to mention as well. If you're not breathing well, uh, you're not breathing good air around you, and mm-hmm. you simply have bad water uh, in your uh, uh, pipes leading to your house, then you're probably going to have uh, a, a hard time taking care of your health, even if you have a good doctor. Uh, right. So the story goes on, but uh, uh, you know, there's the idea that there's so many other things than just um, you know the quality of uh, 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 of the insurance plan uh, that you have uh, that control your health uh, is something to pay attention to. But we mm-hmm. shouldn't forget that also. Uh, Insurance costs are too high. Pharmaceutical costs are too high, uh, and mm-hmm. they certainly need to be directly curbed uh, so that people can have better access 
to get health care. Right. Right, and there's been so much um, important data, especially right here in Central Virginia, that we've been focused on lately about where you live and how that feeds into all the different aspects that you were just discussing about access to transportation, the health care, um, and all of that really comes down to a lot of what happened in the 30s and 40s with the redlining and the housing discrimination, and that's still something that we're fighting today just based on where you live. Your life expectancy is something that we can predict based on that line of poverty um, that was drawn just a few decades ago. So thank you for focusing on that. And um, you said that you are running unopposed, but many people may know your name from you really standing up and voicing your opinion about 45 coming to Virginia, to Jamestown, and really just making a stance there to say that here in Virginia, we do not accept hate. Just a quick word about that for the listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I grew up in a family that was heavily discriminated against um, right after 9-11, especially my father. Uh, He wasn't allowed to be entering to the United States after traveling to visit my sick grandmother. And that started a, a whole life of separation for me. Uh, where we were forced to move uh, to Jordan as a whole, as a family, to uh, to be united again, to be with mm-hmm. my father, uh, and to fight for his return to the United States, which ended up taking 11 years, mm-hmm. uh, and my father won at the end. But those were 11 painful years where I got to learn the power of government to uh, affect one's life in a very bad way, uh, mm-hmm. And that led me to think about all the good ways government could be affecting people's right. lives. Right. And uh, I was put into a position where, uh, you know, I, I was to think about that for the rest of my life. And uh, so I, I went about my life and you know, did political science at American University right across the river from uh, Virginia where I live now. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, also going uh, to dental school and, you know, being blessed in that manner and, and coming back uh, and realizing that, uh, you know, I could I could be running for office representing people that uh, have not been represented before for the benefit of everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that led me to, to win, I believe, mm-hmm. and to, to be approved by my constituents. Mm-hmm. And I followed through on that with uh, making sure that uh, the hater-in-chief, when they came <laughs> to Virginia to use uh, a platform that was intended to rehabilitate Virginia's history uh, mm-hmm. for the better, uh, to use that to cover up for his own uh, discriminations and his policies, first and foremost, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. also his rhetoric, which we saw play out that very day that he took right. the podium in Jamestown and was calling out the late Representative Elijah Cummings uh, for uh, uh essentially his city being predominantly black, calling it a, a rat infested city and uh and uh, pointing as saying that it's an it's crime infested and uh essentially pointing the finger at it just for it being a uh, uh a majority black city and also calling uh, four congresswomen of color for uh a whole thirty four weeks before that as a campaign strategy for his reelection. Uh, uh telling him to go back home. And it, that started right especially when I actually literally went back home because of government policy uh, at the federal level. And um, we wanted to make sure as a team in my office that uh, we took that opportunity uh, uh, and used it to shed light on on hate 
discrimination mm-hmm. and systemic discrimination in particular uh, mm-hmm. against uh, people of Latino background uh, in particular because of the border crisis. Uh, right. And uh, overall, just uh, the the whole concept of go back home, that we are less American for some reason. No, mm-hmm. you should go back home, President Trump. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we were actually just about to hit you with our question from our favorite part of the show, mm-hmm. which is... What's your privilege? And What's Your Privilege is a segment of the show where we invite our guests to describe their privilege and how they use it to disrupt the myth of white supremacy. But, Delegate, it really sounds like you just did that for us to show how how you do that, like, in the moment and when we have to have a voice there, like, literally when um, it seems like hate is in our backyard. So I just want to say thank you for using your privilege and your access in that moment to have not just your voice heard, but all of our voices heard. Um, and, you know, just wish you luck with this as we ride and coast in for you on the election. But truly, uh, coming up up in the General Assembly, that's when you'll really need your armor on to get things done. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And tell our listeners how they can follow you and keep up with what you're doing. Thank you for the kind words. I uh, certainly like to use my privilege all the time. I know I have it even as somebody who is uh, – I consider a marginalized person, like many of us persons of color. Um, you can follow me online. I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, it's mm-hmm. at my first name, last name. So if you Google Ibrahim Samira, you'll uh, you'll find the spelling there. Uh, you'll also find that I have an active Facebook page as well. Um, the same thing using my name, but just in front of it, put the word delegate. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, my website is Samira, my first, my, excuse me, my last name, and the number four, delegate.com. So Samira4delegate.com. And you'll find a detail of my policies that I'm, I'm pursuing and how it actually uplifts those on the margins for the benefit of everybody in Virginia. Great, great. Thank you so much, Delegate Samira, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks.